0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA, podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Now, um, so if you've been listening to Manna, uh, thank you, uh, but if you've been listening and paying attention to our whole shtick here, uh, which is just about featuring and introducing you to just plain old regular guys who have just cool ways of of living and expressing their faith in totally regular, normal walks of life— uh, you likely haven't heard of any of the guests uh, on MANA until, until I've introduced them to you. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, except for the fact that most of our listenership, I think, is comprised of spouses and kids and in-laws. But, but theoretically, my introduction of our guests is the first time you're hearing of any of them, so you have to trust in how I'm introducing them to you. Uh, without And you can't do any fact-checking or anything like that. So there's a tremendous amount of freedom that comes with that. Um, and that freedom ends today uh, because uh, our guest uh, is the only one, I think it's going to be safe to say, is the only one who, who has or or will have, uh, looking forward to our guest, uh, his own Wikipedia page, uh, which I checked today. It's, it's impressive, impressively built <laughs> out. <laughs> and so I could have just brushed up on Wiki uh, to introduce today's guest, but I'm not gonna. I'm going to introduce him just like I introduce everybody else because he's not on the show for his fame, but for his faith, and I worked on that alliteration all morning. Nice so job, thank you. Well thank done, you Jeff. Much. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, so 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 here. So he's a multi-talented, <laughs> multifaceted man of uh, like literally unbelievable range. Okay, he's a devoted husband, a father of eight, a Harvard grad, a champion for the coolest causes you can think of, a uh, founder of a new Catholic high school here in Minnesota, an entrepreneur. In fact, the room that we're sitting in, uh, we just got done talking business. We, we we just got out of a legit business meeting, and now here we are. Uh, a motivational speaker, a stand-up comedian. Uh, oh, and 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 last but certainly not least, a, a, a two-time NFL All-Pro Center. <laughs> so just, I mean, seriously, dude, it's... it's you, you, even reading that.
1: Well, if you try enough things, you find out what you're good at, it? Jeff. Is that sooner it? or later. Right.
0: So welcome today's manna man, very special guest to manna, Mr. Matt Burke. Hello, Matt. How are you? Well, I am just great, and it is just it's great to have you. It's great to have you on the show. And and like the introduction said, it's great to have you on the show, just not because of why a lot of people probably would think you're on the show, but because of just of who you are. And um and like I referenced in in uh, in that uh, that actually was it was uh, you know too short of an intro given everything that you've done, you know there there are so many directions that we could that we could go in the next few minutes here, and we'll cover a lot of ground. But where I want to start, and where I've started, because I'm sure you've been one of the loyal listeners to man, I, and and we always, so I always start with with uh, even though all the guys on the show have a lot of things that we can talk about, there's one thing that each guy has um, for me anyway that sort of like puts him. It's kind of it's kind of the man of brand for each of the guests, and and what I want to start talking about with with you is your humility, okay? Uh, especially given everything you've done, and it truly is 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 is, is it, it, it's just unbelievable. But but what's even more unbelievable is is the way you carry yourself, the way you introduce yourself. I mean, and I'm going to tell another quick little story, and then I want to hear you talk about it more. But um, I remember. Uh, this is now over a year ago, and you you're visiting me at where I work, and and uh, and so it's traditional kind of whatever corporate environment where there's like a reception desk, and so you come in and you check in, and then the reception person calls whoever you're meeting with, and so I come down or come over to to kind of pick you up, and you're chatting up uh, the the person at the reception desk, and 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 if anybody has any right to be walking around with like you know what I'm sort of a big deal it would be you okay and you're talking to her and making her feel like th- like the more important person in the room okay and and you that's that's just one very minor story of how you you're always like that and and it's almost like at times i felt when i've been with you and of course i know who you are and and i've been introducing you to somebody and it's like I, it's almost like i have to pull out you know all of these bits of awesomeness and achievement that, that you, that you have. And you're just so extraordinarily humble. And so I want to start there. Like, where does that come from? And is that something that you've just been, you know, kind of very mindful of as you've conquered all of these really cool things through life? Because it's just, it's a very faithful Center thing, you know, Jesus talks, uh, you know, uh, there's so many parables about the seat of the table and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And but 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 you never you never presented it as, as that, you just live it. So, so where you, does so, that come so from? So,
1: you're asking me to brag about my humility? Is <laughs> <Yeah>. that what <laughs> I- ironic <laughs> ironic? Uh, that's uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess that's just that's just how I was raised, you know. Um, I don't know, I my my parents, you know, my mother worked at a nursing home for 30 plus years, which anybody who knows, um, what that's like is it's such a, such a servant job, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and my dad did, did a number of things. One of them, biggest thing was he delivered newspapers. I mean, I mean, he delivered a lot of newspapers, which is a seven day a week, 365 days a year job getting up at 3 AM every single day. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of who my parents, parents are. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how we were raised. Never, you know, there's no arrogance or ego about them. I think they see themselves as, as being here on this earth to serve. And yeah. that certainly comes from their faith, and um, we we're just you're you're not better than anybody else. Um, you're you're all the same, and and you're not here for yourself. I think that's yeah. the one thing. You know, my parents, other than raising uh, raising me as a as a Catholic in the Catholic Church, but um, also they they were great witnesses, and you know, we we didn't have a lot. We didn't have a lot of money, a lot of stuff, whatever. But they were always volunteering and mm-hmm. and, and doing things, whether it was at the soup kitchen or you know commissioner of the league baseball league or 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 whatever it was you know that was that was their focus it wasn't it wasn't chasing the brass ring it wasn't trying to buy a bigger house it wasn't doing those things it was just you know what can what can you do for for your fellow man and ultimately you know that's what that's what jesus came to earth to show us right is he shows what what humility really does look like and to you're here to to wash other people's
0: feet and that it's how much growing up how much of it how much how explicit was that connection that your parents were making to you. Did you come from a big family? Do you have a lot of? Siblings? I have two
1: brothers. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: so when you were when you were watching them and watching your dad deliver papers and your mom work I mean, and and then as you say going to church, how much of it, how how sort of overt were they in saying, okay, this is how we're living and it's based, it's because of our faith, or was it just just it's just part of the whole. Essence it was. It living.
1: was. It was just their personal example. Okay. It's just. It's just what we did. You know. Yeah. There was no talking about it. There was, um. And and that's and that's our all of us. You know. That's our most powerful uh, evangelization tool. Is our is our personal example. Yeah. And, and they were they were great examples of that.
0: Yeah. When did you? Um. And and maybe there was never like a big epiphany moment. It sounds like you grew up in, in, in with a lot of great faith traditions. But was there a point in 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 time where, you know. And I joke about all your accomplishments, but I mean, truly, I mean, it's kind of that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected, which actually comes from the Bible also kind of hack that paraphrase there, but was there a time in your life where you realized that, you know what, I'm, I'm built and blessed to do things differently and, 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 and you're going to, you know, be put in situations, whether it's the schools you went to or the teams you're on or that you're going to have an opportunity to you know, influence and and take a different path than a lot of us are able to. At what point, or was there ever an, an acknowledgement of like, okay, this is going to give me opportunities then to, you know, whether it's overtly or just by the way you live, to kind of be an example of, of how to do it, you know? Yeah. Or was it ever conscious like, okay, this is actually going to be a thing. Like I'm going to have an opportunity, or has it just been over time that's just sort of, Happened,
1: You know, I think you know, you, the way I grew up and, and I, was, I was doing, quote, all the, all the right things, but maybe not always for the right reasons. Just did them out of a sense of, of duty or obligation or, or whatever. Um, you know, for me, I think, so, so being raised in the church and, and going to Catholic school and always going to church on Sundays, you know, I, I, that, that, those seeds were sown at an early age for me. I know who made me. I know what he did for me, and I know what he expected of me. Um, and I was v- very average or below average in a lot of areas growing up. I mean, I was the, I was the fat, slow, weak kid, and, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, sports, I loved sports, loved every sport, wasn't good at any of them. Um, and then that's how I got to football. I'd kind of tried everything else and got to high school and said, well, yeah. let me go out for football. And, you know, then that's where I kind of, that's where I discovered some of the talent that God gave me, which was to, you know, grab onto people and get in their way, you know, as a lineman. You know, people say, Oh, you're a professional athlete or you're yeah. a great athlete. I said, No, as a lineman. Yeah. No nobody chooses to play offensive line. It it kind of chooses you. Yeah, right. Um, and started to have success uh in that realm. And in school always come pretty easy to me. And so, you know, kind of I guess junior, senior year, I sort of started to, gosh, yeah, I'm I'm good at this. You know, people are telling me I'm I'm good at this. And that's where I really started to get full of myself. I uh, started to kind of believe the hype and think that it was, it was me and really started to, I think, think that I was a big deal uh, and think that I was different in a, in a very non-healthy way. Got to college, same thing. Got to the NFL, same thing. And it was uh, about four years into my career, I just signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL for a center. You know, I had every, I'd more worldly success than I ever thought possible. Um, yet I knew on the inside that I was miserable. Yeah. I was dying. That wasn't manifesting itself, and yeah, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't on drugs or dr- drinking too much. But I was. I was just. I was just drifting, yeah. and 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 it wasn't sustainable. And it, I was. Uh, I related to, to to Saint Augustine, who you know, tried every tried to do it his way, tried to fill up his heart with everything else, and then said, "All right, I've tried everything else. Let me try God." And, <laughs> and so, uh, it wasn't like this saul like moment where I was knocked from the horse and blinded, but um, knew that knew that I wasn't in a good spot. Yeah.
0: Had uh, had some of the just. Um, Routines from growing up, like going to, going to mass and praying, had those fallen off Those, those had time?
1: fallen off hard. And like I said, when I said I was doing the right things, but maybe not for the right reasons, you know, yeah, I was out in the community doing stuff. Yeah. You're an NFL player. That's super easy to do, right? right? The team can actually, hey, go to this school, you know, this week. Go to yeah. You can do it. And everyone's like, oh, God, you know, they're so happy to yeah, see you. It's, right, it's, right. Oh, there's cameras here. Yeah. I'm like, Geez, I'm going <laughs> to be on the news. Everyone's going to see how good of a person I am, right? Yeah, right. Uh, no, but I'd, I'd, I'd really fallen away from... I'm really practicing any any faith, but but it was still, you know, it was it was still part of me. That foundation was still in me, and so I met a woman who became my wife, and then uh, and I'd really say if, if there was kind of the one big moment where I said whoa, uh, the whoa moment was when our first child was born, mm-hmm. and when I witnessed that, I said yeah. okay, that that was a miracle, yeah. you know, like what I just saw. Yeah. even if that happens millions of times a day, but yeah. that was a miracle. Yeah. I said, you know what, this is. That that was that stirred something, so, okay, you need to you need to you need to figure this out. Yeah. And that's when I kind of started my journey back to to my faith. And um you know it was it was uh uh I, I think, you know, those of us that are raised in a in a faith tradition or a church, right? If it, it it's a gift given to you. Yeah. But as kids, we don't always appreciate gifts. Yeah. And at some point, and everybody's like, you have to claim Your faith as 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 your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would tell people, you know, I'm I'm a Catholic, and but I I identified as that, but I didn't know what that really meant. I wasn't practicing, and I was like, you know, like yeah, what do I believe? Yeah, like 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 am I? I'm I'm basically living like a practical atheist right now, right? I'm filling myself up with all these things of the world. Like, do I? The only reason to believe in something is if it's true. So, was there this guy Jesus? Did he really exist? Did he hang on the cross? Did he die for our sins? Did he Did he rise from the dead? Kind of went on this journey, right, to sort of say, "What do I believe? Yeah. What, what, what is truth?" And ultimately came back, came back to the church, and uh, and now it is the uh, every day I wake up. Some days I fail, but every day I want to make that the the center of my
0: life. Yeah. So so and 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 yeah, literally, amen to that. With 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 children and and, and you you know when you say there's millions born you know, every day. Well, there's, there's a million miracles every day. Right. Exactly. (laughs) exactly. So if anyone ever doubts, you know, is there a guy, like, I'll just, you know, take a look at the, at the baby section in the paper. But so, so that happens. And, and then, um, sorry, you're still playing football and Mm -hmm. you're still around, you know, a lot of the guys and a lot of things. I mean, was there a, was there a change? I mean, did you, do you you think the folks that you were around, do you think they started seeing a change and did it make it? difficult at all. And and this is a raging stereotype, I'm sure. But, you know, when you think of professional athletics and, and the, you know, uh, you know, sort of the lifestyle and the, the, I mean, and so, so here you are, you know, and even locker room talk, you know, I mean, that's just kind of a thing. And so all of a sudden did, did, did that put you in a, in a place where relationship wise, were there, were there now all of a sudden it's like, you know, no, it's like, what oh, happened to Matt? Yeah, you he's know? changed. We can't hang out with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I, know, I would say no. So, first of all, I would say, um, and I get the whole stereotype, and you know, it's it's somewhat true, but um, the locker room is actually a very spiritual place. Mm. You know, football's hard, um, it's dangerous, right? I mean, it's scary. So, I mean, what's the first thing we all do when we're scared, right? Is ask God for help, ask <laughs> exactly. Him for protection. Whether they guys know it or not, I think every it's like they say. There's no atheists in foxholes. I don't think there's any atheists in a a locker room on Sundays at eleven fifty-five. You know, Mm. right before the ball is kicked off. Um, The other thing in the NFL is that right, none of it's real. You know, the money's not real, the fame's not real. You have these high highs, low lows. And just as human beings, the way that God made us is our, our hearts long for for the truth, right? We're always our hearts are searching for for things that are good and beautiful and, and true. And so mm. we're we're all searching. Yeah. Um, there's and I don't want anybody to feel sorry for NFL football players, but I think there's a lot more distractions. That there, there there's there's a lot there's different types of obstacles to overcome than than most people have, right? Yeah. Because you have all these all these things, all this stuff. But In a locker room also, every NFL team I played on had a a team chaplain who was there all the time. Um, There was Bible studies, you know. Mondays, Thursday night, there were couples Bible studies. Saturday nights before games, we had three of the four head coaches I played for were Catholics. We had mass in the hotel. So it's probably one of the few workplaces where you're actually encouraged to grow in your faith. And, you know, picking, I'm going to say, half the guys have Bibles in their locker. They go to Bible study. Now it's easy for us to say, uh, that guy goes to Bible study. I saw I know he was at the mm-hmm. club at two a m on yeah. Friday. you know what that's fine that's you know we God made us all uniquely. Yeah. He asked different things of us. we're all on our own journey, but they're no different than everybody else right yeah. I think there're some guys more actively than others, just like in everyday life, some people more intentionally than others, are trying to find their way discern discern the truth, discern what god's will is yeah. is, is for their life you know we we probably spend our whole lives searching for that right yeah. i think it was thomas aquinas who said that proof that god exists is that we we cannot be fulfilled by the things of this world yeah um, i'm yeah. paraphrasing i'm hacking uh thomas aquinas now but you know i mean so right we're, we're at the end of the day we're all human beings yeah and we all have souls and so we're all we're all alike in that way it's just uh I, I will say certainly the NFL, its culture is, and, and the guys, the personalities are, are very unique.
0: Yeah, but, I, but I'd say that, and as a fan, I remember, this is years ago, I, I can't remember how young I was, but I remember, you know, the with the stereotype kind of getting tipped on its head a little bit, I remember watching a, a game on TV and the cameras were rolling and interviewing, you know, players and coaches afterwards. And, and, you know, kind of out of the, in the background, you could see a group of players from both teams. Yeah. At the center of the field, yep. praying
1: takes place and, after every NFL game, and i had everywhere. never
0: seen it. And, and but I remember, I still remember that that, and just thinking, like that is the that is. They never so cool. show that on
1: TV. No, you know? no. they should. I wish. I they I wish would. they did. Yeah. yeah,
0: because I do think those are the kinds of openings that I think, and not just men, but you know, a lot of times men need to see that they actually need to see those Butch, you know, whatever you know, guys, guys, guys yeah. that are. That are at the end of this battle, and th- and together, you know, it's not like you had one t- one team does it over here, and the other. it's like they're they're coming together, and it's just such a great visual, and and it, and then he, as a guy, you like, well, shoot, if they can do it, I mean, like, what am I like? Yeah. You know, what's stopping me? You know? Yeah.
1: I don't know where this, the the stereotype came from, right? That um, men of faith are are soft, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, or or you, we should keep it bottled up. I mean, that's kind of what our I think our culture tells us to do um you know and and i i i guess i i get it to a to a point yeah but that's what's really great about the nfl is right these are these guys a lot of them um a lot of them they're they're overt christians yeah. and they, they make no apologies for it yeah. and maybe and maybe that's part of that that's part of the blessing and the gift of playing professional football i mean i was 310 pounds and you know the strongest <laughs> guy and the biggest guy in any room i walked into yeah. you know i'd do whatever i want i'm not yeah. i'm not you 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 definitely have some you have your platform and you have some some confidence um, that uh, you know maybe others don't have and you can and you can do those types of things and hopefully it is a hopefully it is a powerful example. Yeah. Listen, I always I always I joke around a little bit and but I say football saved more people than than Billy Graham right. um, because it is because when I talked about it just being such a uh, such a spiritual journey yeah. for for a lot of guys and, and being so hard and, and I don't use the word suffering, but, you know, if you kind of follow me here, right, football, what's football about the game itself? Right. It's about discipline. It's about hard work. It's about delaying gratification. Uh, it's about doing, you know, you, nobody wants to be a lineman. Right. But you do it for the good of the team. Like sure. there's all these sure. very it's easy metaphor, easy spiritual yeah. mm-hmm. metaphors yeah. um, you can you can make. And uh, and so it, it it lends itself well um to that, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to helping, to helping guys grow in their faith. And, and I'm certainly, I'm certainly one of those, yeah. one of those guys.
0: Well, and to be able to look at, you know, it's, it's, God works through everything, every channel, you mm-hmm. know, there's a, there's a, it'd be a little bit more difficult, but but plumbers could talk about how they're able to, you know, live out faith and, you know I, know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know, something with unclogging things, but that's gross. Um, but, 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 you know, it's the, it's also just the you know it's uh, it's the adage um you know you're the only Bible that a lot of people are ever going to read mm-hmm. you know and so, and so whether it's on a football field or in a sales office, you know I just think that's the that's kind of the real power of it uh, were who were the guys aside from your dad were there any men that that throughout life I mean you had coaches, you know teammates i mean were, are, do any do any guys stand out as being for you? you know, influential just in your whole, you know, kind of uh, your, your wife, it it sounds like was really the catalyst, you know, um, um, but any, any guys that, that come to mind as being particularly influential?
1: I would sort of separate it into two periods, you know, growing up and and into my early part of my career, I had, I had great examples of a lot of men of virtue, Mm -hmm. you know, guys in the neighborhood. I mean, dads in the neighborhood, who, yeah, you watch out for everybody, um, coaches, teachers, those type. Just great, great. You know, you can't, you can't. Um, I think it's really hard, especially for a kid, to to develop virtue if it's not modeled for them. So I think I had a lot of great role models in that respect. When I sort of started on this journey back, where I really took the initiative and said, "Okay, what you know, who, where do I stand on this faith thing?" And God's and everything. We we built a house and, and moved. And uh, moved next door to a to a family, and I said uh, to a builder, I said, "What do you know about this family next door?" And the first thing he said was, "Oh, they're they're really Catholic, you know, they're really strong Christians." And I was like, and I remember I said, that, I said, one, I was just it was kinda, wow, that was kind of wow. was the first thing he yeah. said about them, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh, "Are they going to be like those Bible thumping, you know, like goody two shoes happy?" <laughs> uh, anyways, that was that was the Chapman family, and Rich Chapman, uh, you know, has just been a in fact you should have you didn't have him on the show um 20 years older than me kind of looked at him just observing him from afar from across the cul-de-sac and saying you know that guy's 20 years older than me and he's sort of he's he's kind of like what I want to be like and I don't mean that in any way from like what he had or what kind of car he drove or anything like that but just you know the the man that he was the father that he was the husband that he was and so I got to know him right it's like well what what makes this guy tick and I and i discovered that that it was his faith and he was as as we we, it was like a a cigar evangelization we used to call it I might have lung cancer but I would go over to his deck and we would we would smoke a cigar and and I was you know a little bit embarrassed like how little you know the questions I had were like really elementary but I was kind of restarting yeah and so I would ask him questions and he would he would answer them and not like he had all the answers it wasn't not a binary thing, right? But he'd really just sort of assist me on my walk. He'd give me books to read. We'd yeah. talk about them. He would share his struggles, right? There's no, the thing about faith is like you never wake up one day and you're like, I got it. Yeah, it's totally, good. We're totally. good. I can put that yeah. away. I don't have to work anymore. Right. And you know, still to this day, he's uh, he's one of my best friends, and, and I love him uh, and uh, just has has meant a great deal to me yeah.
0: on, my, on my walk. That's so cool. That's yeah. awesome. All right, well, we've come to... Uh, <clears throat> Time goes by so fast Uh, and there's no time frame but you know we like to keep things moving along here for our listeners so um so we've come to a part in the show that uh for those that have listened in the past you know that this is a a very uh ironically poorly branded portion segment of the show (laughs) (laughs) uh it 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 needs a better name uh and um and so it's called the fun segment okay and so in in the fun segment and the reason i'm going into a little bit more um description of it uh for our guest, uh, typically all of the guests uh, get these three questions in advance, and so they've had plenty of time to come up with witty i don't recall answers. you sending me three <clears throat>
1: questions in advance no Jeff. no,
0: no, I did mm. not so this is uh so we're breaking new ground here on a couple of fronts here on mana uh, and so uh, including this segment so so Matt is hearing these questions cold. And, uh, and so this is going to be great. But you know what? This lends to uh, the myriad gifts that you have to be able to think on your feet and, and be, uh, we'll see. <clears throat> we will find out. And we can also edit. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's our... No, all right, no so way. This is no going to be right. raw. Here no way, on. I we're promise. Take it, take it live. All right. So fun segment question number one. If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out, what would you do with him? you got a whole day with him and uh you get to fill it up however you want what what would you do with jesus
1: well i don't think i would do like i wouldn't go skydiving or anything like that i would i would want it to be heavy on the conversation right <laughs> so i'm going to go back you know there's something about smoking a cigar that when you're smoking a cigar with somebody it just kind of says like i'm this is all i have going yeah. it's just right here right now yeah I think like con- cigar smoke somehow elevates conversation to 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 a superhuman level, which I would need <laughs> to be on if I was going right. to converse with you. So maybe I'd maybe I'd get a box and um and and and, and indulge and you know figure that yeah. I could smoke a whole box of cigars because sure. as with Jesus, and so he would just you know any just damage just that I was doing totally. to my body, he could just wipe away one touch. Right um, there. But yeah, that's I would just I would want to. That's cool. Go as deep as I humanly yeah. possibly could go. That's awesome.
0: All right. Fun segment question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy and it can't be Jesus because we he's busy smoking. Mm. <clears throat> so if you could go to church with any other guy living or dead, who would it be? Wow. That's a, that's a heck of a heck of a question. Um, so what Matt is doing now, just as he considers his answer, this is exactly what sending the questions in advance yeah. avoids. And so then we say, so if guests ever do him and ha, they just haven't prepared. Yeah. Now, in Matt's defense, he has had no time. Yes. Uh, but now just those last 20 seconds, I've given him 20 seconds. You're of buying time. me time. Totally buying time. This is the stretch.
1: Um, I'm going to say I've always had a uh, – well, I've had a devotion to to Thomas More, Saint Thomas More. Uh, he was an intellectual giant. Uh, he was also uh, he was beheaded. For those listeners that don't know, you know, as Catholics, we have got the saints, right? We've got the Hall of Fame Christians, <laughs> our saints. So, uh, Thomas More was uh, my confirmation saint. He was intellectual giant, and he would not grant uh, King Henry VIII a divorce from his wife. So, so the the king uh, just had him killed yeah and uh the thing i always admired about thomas moore was one obviously he and he knew what was going to happen to him and he accepted it uh but he also uh the thing that i think i really connected with him right before he was to be beheaded They asked him if he, you have any last words and he said well yes he goes i'd like to uh, remove my beard because my beard didn't, he was being beheaded for treason he said my beard did not commit treason therefore i don't think it should suffer the same fate as i am and to have to just to you know the final seconds of your life yeah. to still have your, your Since, smart yeah, aleck ability. Yeah, totally, right. um, but no, just uh, you know, a man like that, I think would, uh, um, you know, I would, it, I would just be honored to, to go to church with him and, yeah. and, and be around him. And, you know, that, that type of character totally. and virtue and standing for, for what is right. Oh, and especially,
0: that's, and especially marriage, you know, yeah, marriage. Mean, yes. That is amen. Today. Amen
1: to that. And, you know, and that's, I mean, to me, you know, what is, what is being a man, right? In our culture, we think it's, I don't know, six pack abs or and sports car or country club mm-hmm. membership. No, to me, that's, that's what being a man is, yeah. right? That's, that's exactly what we need to uh, strive for oh. as, as men to be like that.
0: That's awesome. All right. Last question. Um, and this is, this is one I don't feel guilty about not giving you in advance because I'm, I'm confident you actually have d- given this over the course of your years to a lot of, a lot of, um, grateful young men. Um, but the question is this, if you had one piece of advice to give a young man about being comfortable living in his faith, as you've lived now and you're such a good example, what would that piece of advice be?
1: To, to practice the tenets of your faith. I mean, wherever it is you go to church. So I'm just going to use my, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic. So it's, it's going to mass. It's, it's spending time in adoration. It's praying the rosary, It's doing those type, but to keep practicing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I relate it to football, right? And football, every single day, you do the same drills, the same fundamental drills. You do them, like as I was a center, I snapped the football every day. The linemen, we go down in the corner, we get these things called shoots, we use boards. I mean, it's the same thing they do in high school. It's the same thing they do in college. It's the same thing you do in the NFL. You keep doing that over and over and over because the fundamentals never, ever change. You know, what changes is mm-hmm. the attention that we pay to them. We yeah. think, I've already done that. I know that. Like, that's kind of what I thought when I got to college and I started, stopped going to church. It's like, I already know all that stuff, right, right? right? No, no. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it before. It matters that you're doing it again. And if you keep doing that, that doesn't guarantee that there's not going to be uh, dry periods in your life, you know, even in, in your prayer life. I mean, it's not going to be just all duckies and mm-hmm. bunnies and roses, but if you keep doing it, whether you feel like it or not, just keep doing it over, that's going to keep you on the right path right yeah. pointed in the right direction yeah. and uh and 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 so it's that's a and then and then b is to also understand that it's not always going to be it's not always going to feel like you're going to feel like oh i'm super connected to god and and i'm i'm crushing it you know and everything's going my way yeah. that's not that's not what a, a life of of faith means that, that that's not what your what's your promise but yeah. i think you know it's for me it's been so important to just have those have those practices that I can keep doing, you know, good times, bad times, yeah. whether I feel like it's something I can actually do, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of just sitting there and talking about yeah. it or thinking
0: about it. Well, and so much of it is the routine of a, a priest that you and I have in common. <clears throat> Father Mike tells the story of, of and I think he actually tells the story um, talking to an NFL player who was, you know, just kind of lost his way in, in trouble. And, and he was not talking about you. But, but uh, and, he, and, and the first question he asked was, Oh, when did you stop praying? Yeah, because it's you know that it's as simple as that. You know, just getting out of those practices and those those healthy habits about just maintain. It's like staying in shape. You know, you can't you can't take a year off running yeah. and then expect to run a marathon. Yeah, I mean, and, it's
1: just, and, you know, and I think this is the devil too, right? Like, for whatever reason, you stop going to church, you stop praying, and then you think, well, I blew that, and you know, it just kind of gets worse. It's like if I'm eating potato chips, and it's like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have had those 10 potato chips. Well, I might as well just eat the whole bag, right? You know, i have already came this oh, yeah. like, you way. Know, I mean, no, that's not, like, I think that's the devil saying, yeah, you know, you already screwed it up. You're not worthy, whatever, right? I mean, you, wait, you wake up every day, you pick up your cross and you say, today I'm going to serve, I'm going to serve God. Mm-hmm. And and you, I try to do it one day at a time, sometimes even one hour at a time, right? Um, and just, and stay, stay in that moment. Um, there's a great Latin phrase. I, I don't think I'm going to say it right, but it's, it's, it's chop nook choppy I think it's called now I begin and it's Mm -hmm. basically like you know I mean what's life right you run you fall down you get up you run you fall down you're gonna keep falling down that's Mm -hmm. that's that's part of the deal this whole like happily ever after thing that we're that we're sold as kids that does not exist that's not real um I think if if you're feeling the struggle uh if if you're encountering resistance from the outside world if you're if you've got inner turmoil that's good that means you're on the on the right path yep. God didn't God, God didn't promise Christians a life of ease and comfort you know it's it's it's, it's gonna be yep. a struggle that's the whole point because that's where that's where God is
0: yeah that's great Matt Burke thank you so much my pleasure my pleasure thank you for listening to Mana if you have any questions or recommendations for future guests send them to mana podcast at gmail.com.